Hello and welcome to the Health Hacks podcast, the podcast for high-performing professional females looking for practical ways to optimize all areas of their health and wellness. At Health Hacks, we understand that as a busy female, you wear numerous hats throughout your working week. You're trying to juggle it all, while also looking to carve out time to prioritize your own goals. It's challenging. It's therefore our mission to channel your energy into the areas that are going to help give you the biggest bang for your buck, to really make significant changes to your lifestyle in the most efficient way possible. So at the moment, if you feel as though you need more energy, you want to feel more productive to improve the quality of your sleep, to lower stress, to increase confidence, to show up better in both your personal and your professional relationships, this podcast is for you. If it's time you prioritize your health, learn to fuel your body, found time for exercise, and said goodbye to fad diets and inconsistent behaviors for good, this podcast is for you. If it's time for you to step into the shoes of the high performer you know you can be, this is the right podcast for you. Join me and my guests as we take you through the Health Hacks podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, the first episode of 2024. A huge warm welcome to you if this is your first time listening to me here on Health Hacks or a welcome back if you are a seasoned listener, if you followed us through 2023, maybe even beforehand. And a huge special warm welcome to the team members, the ladies who have come on board with us as part of our coaching team this year. Maybe you're listening to the podcast and enjoying this as uh, as part of your uh, coaching journey and uh, we've kicked off things this January. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the team and wonderful to have you listening to the podcast as well. 2023 was a big year for Health Hacks. It was a goal of mine right at the start of the year to really put everything into the podcast. It is one of my favorite things that I get to do during the week. It's one of the ways that I found to really selfishly to deepen my own knowledge about wonderful topics, to get to have wonderful conversations with the guests that come on and share that with with everyone listening completely free with no cost it's one of the best things about podcasting I feel as a platform and a format we have this long form content where we're able to dive deep into into topics but we can also reach absolutely anyone who has a smartphone or a tablet or a desktop it's a wonderfully accessible platform and one of the reasons that I will continue to do the podcast into 24 is because we are spreading our message far and wide 169 episodes of the podcast that'll be 170 with this set with this recording in 26 countries worldwide 26 countries so if you are listening to me on some amazing beach somewhere or in some exotic location or in a skyscraper and reach out let me know where you are I would love to know where we are and where we're expanding our message to and where you're listening to the to the podcast we are now transcending all time zones as well which is fantastic so uh thank you so much 
for joining me here today and thank you for listening to any of the episodes in 2023. I'm going to make it another mission of mine to bring you as, as much value as I can in this upcoming year with as wide an array of topics as we have covered to date. And yeah, we've got some amazing guests lined up, so I'm looking forward to that. A couple of things before we go into today's episode. We are currently, uh, we have a 14-day kickstart of the Lifestyle Project. So if you need a plan to follow in January, if you are, the topic of today's episode is all about how to approach January. But if you need a structure to follow, if you would like some guidance, if you know you want to make a change, but you're just not entirely sure where to start or what the best uh, protocol is for you, the Lifestyle Project has a 14-day kickstart period there so you can get involved, get everything that you need. You can join our app, you jump on a call with me personally, we run through your goals, run through where you want to, to be uh, going in 2024 and the best ways to get there. So the Lifestyle Project, the access to that 14 days, I'm going to link in the show notes below. Join us on the platform. It's been a really, really successful. We launched it in September now, I want to say, and it's been wonderful to work with the ladies who've come through the program fantastic results as uh, some of the ladies have come on board with me and are working with me one-to-one -one, which is which is great uh, but it's a wonderful kickstart and a chance for you to really get the ball rolling that first initial bit of motivation know what to do get a plan in place and then execute if you love what we do on the health hacks podcast there are two ways to show your support of which i would be internally grateful the first one is to like subscribe or follow depending on what platform you're listening to me it's probably apple podcasts or spotify those are the main ones that we tend to go out on and if you scroll down on this episode there is a follow or subscribe button if you do that you will never have to search for health hacks at no point this year you know i'm all about efficiency you'll never have to to search or remember to uh, to find an episode, it will magically appear in your podcast inbox every single Tuesday, which is when the podcast does come out. So if you would like to uh, subscribe, that would be fantastic. Or if you feel there's someone in your life who would benefit from one of the topics that we've covered. You know, in the last year, we've covered topics such as family-friendly nutrition, stress and gut health, ADHD, perimenopause, fat loss over 40, uh, nutrition for professionals. If there is anything in that menu, that, that huge extensive menu of episodes that you think would be valuable to someone in your inner circle, perhaps you've met someone recently for a coffee or a walk or you've had a chat with someone at work who's mentioned that they were looking to make changes to their health, perhaps directing them to the podcast would be a wonderful way to show support. And ultimately, if we can add more value to the lives of more people, I see that as my uh, my job well done. And the last thing before we go into this week, today's episode is brought to you by the fantastic folks at Natural Cycles. Natural Cycles is your go-to for natural and effective birth control. Whether you're on a journey of family planning or simply want to understand your body better, Natural Cycles has you covered. I've been using Natural Cycles for literally a year. It started in January 2023 and I've been using it religiously for uh, an entire year. And that was off the back coming away from 10 years of birth control and I wanted to understand my body to a greater extent I wanted to build up that relationship and really understand what was going on with me personally and I've been using natural cycles as a tool in which to do that uh, natural cycles are offering an exclusive deal just for the listeners of the health Hacks podcast you can 
hit the link in the show notes and you will receive 20% off your subscription plus a free thermometer to make tracking your cycle a breeze. Okay, without further ado, let's go into today's episode. The January kickstart, new year, new me, welcome to 2024. I don't know about you, the festive break is phenomenal. I enjoyed every little bit of it. We went back up to Scotland this year for the first time in a few years, actually. I celebrated Christmas with family and it was so, so lovely to be home, home, back at your, you know, mum and dad's, to be back in your in your house with the fire on, the stockings hung up and the family traditions that uh, I've personally been missing for the last, uh, for the last few Christmases. And it was really, really yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, memory making, it was just, it was it blissful. But does anyone else feel as though they might be done with the indulgences? <laughs> we consume foods and drinks and, and behaviours around the festive period that we would do at no other time of the year. And it is wonderful, of course, it absolutely is. Um, but there is something lovely, I will say, about getting back to routine. I was ready. I was ready to get back into alarms set, getting up at the right time moving my body, eating in a way that I know works for me. It just has felt really, really good this week. I know it's often feels like a bit of an uphill struggle. No doubt your email inbox was chock-a-block. You maybe spent a few days just getting through and getting up to date with that inbox, planning out your time, mapping out what the next little while is going to look like. I absolutely get it. The first week back, particularly in the UK, you may have gone back Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you whenever you did return to work. Maybe you're not coming back to work till this week, but it has definitely been a bit of a, shall we say, settling in period for a lot of us. And with January, inevitably, the focus does turn inwards, doesn't it? We do tend to take our gaze and, and turn in, introspectively and start to look at our own goals, our own motivations, our own health. And with January, inevitably, there does come for a lot of people that motivation and that kickstart towards making positive self-improvements in whatever arena that may be. Now, for you, your goals this year might be purely professional. For you, they may be, maybe you've got some personal goals, maybe financial goals. For a lot of us, I know we have health goals and January is a wonderful place to start. And I am going to start with a pro-January mentality. You know, it's a natural new chapter with the change of the year. Motivation tends to be high. I think we'd get a little bit bored of feeling sluggish. We want to feel our, our sexy selves again. And we are ready to throw ourselves into the, the new possibilities that a new year does offer. Today, I want to talk about how we can not completely disregard or discredit the kind of New Year's resolution mindset, but how we can flip it around into a bit more of a practical application into the into the year and how we can stop, you know, our New Year's resolutions just lasting for the one, two, three, four weeks, if, you, if you've been wonderful, um, that we're maybe used to, how we can make this more of a, a long-term lifestyle change. January as well, I think one of the benefits of it is tends to be quite quiet. So after the, the festive period, it tends to be a, a quieter month in, in terms of social uh, in terms of social engagements. We're all kind of, I feel, feel like it's a 
hankering down month. I feel like we're in a little bit of hibernation before the before the summer months. We're going to put a focus, we're going to get our head down, we're going to work hard and almost come out of our cocoons as they as the spring months come and and come out and um be these wonderful transformed butterflies to uh, in time for in time for the summer. The cons or the the downsides of this January mentality, why I feel that it trips people up often is obviously the historical association. If you've always set New Year's resolutions and you found that you've not been able to stick to them, okay, well, let's look at it a slightly different way. Something needs to change. I think as well, January, there's a lot of noise that goes on at this time of year. You only need to open up a social media app or the news or walk down the street and look at, you know, the adverts on the side of buses or tubes or you know watch TV. If anyone still watches TV adverts, a lot of them are very health focused at this time of year. And it's all volume. We're getting all of these messages all of the time. And it makes us feel that we need to change everything. You know, we need to do the continuous glucose monitor. Oh, and we need to start the supplements. Oh, and we need to join the gym. Oh, and we need to, it's just, it's a lot of volume. And it makes us feel as though all of these things, all of these products, which is what a lot of them are, are applicable to us. And that's really not often the case at all. And no wonder, therefore, that we all feel a little bit overwhelmed and potentially find it hard to keep up is because there's just such a bombardment of this noise. So I want to go forward with an idea that it was actually pre-Christmas, a client of mine mentioned, we do a lot of goal setting with our clients actually in December. So in my eyes, the planning for the year ahead, I like to do it that side of of Christmas, because what we can then focus on in January is the the implementation. January is about hitting the ground running. We've already done the thinking, we've already done the planning, and we can just get into the action. If that isn't you, and you didn't do your planning in December, don't worry about it. I'm going to talk about a few things today uh, that can really help set you up. But for my clients, at least I urge them to make these plans in December and really, really get excited about the upcoming year in advance of, of the new year. And this was something that a client of mine mentioned when we were talking about goals. And it was a really, really simple line, but it's something that I've been thinking about ever since we did their blueprint, their 2024 vision plan. And they said, this for me is going to be the year of less. This is going to be for me a year where I strip back and I simplify. And I've been thinking about this, this idea of the focus on the few, focusing on the little. Let's make this the year of less, but let's make it the year of impact. We complain and we worry and we're so anxious and feel so overwhelmed about the amount of things that are going on in our lives how much we are juggling. We're being pulled this way and that. We're trying to be everything to everyone. We're trying to show up and give 100% to every area of our life. And this discussion with this particular client really made me literally sit back and think, right, how can we subtract? How can we focus on the few? And I think there's ownership in that about narrowing the vision, about having more clarity. We think an awful lot about the noise that's being imposed on us. And and I sometimes think that we are contributing ourselves to to the noise in our own heads. 
And maybe it's something that you can think about in your own life. Maybe there are things that you already think, you know what, I could, I could cut back on that or I could reduce this or I could pay less attention to this thing or this person, whatever it looks like it for you. Definitely having a focus on the few in January is, is hugely beneficial. If you speak, try and speak to everyone, you speak to no one was a piece of advice, a great piece of advice a business mentor of mine once said. And I want to bring this idea into your January. So focusing on the few and having a way to track your progress to make sure that you are ticking things off and that you are honing in, narrowing that vision. Think about yourself almost as a horse with those blinkers on. You can only see what's what's right ahead of you and have a way of, of tracking that. I think accomplishment is hugely underrated and you hold within yourself the biggest potential for motivation not me not some quote that you read on pinterest not someone that you follow on social media the biggest source of motivation is your own accomplishment so give yourself a chance to feel that that real drive that real momentum by tracking what you're doing by building up the successes and showing yourself that you are so capable of, of achieving your goals. We just have to be clear on the what you're doing and have a way of actually tracking it. And remember, I'm saying focus on the few. You can always do more, particularly if you feel your area of, or what your barrier in the past has been consistency. Instead of trying to overwhelm yourself by focusing on 101 things, why not just focus on one, two, maximum three, and really build up that consistency in those areas. You can always, always add to this. Remember my analogy on this one, it's like bricks on a wall. So if you want to build a build a wall, you build the first layer of, of the bricks first, you make sure that that layer is completely stable, there is nothing missing, they're all completely straight, they're all happy in place before you would even consider adding the next layer of bricks to that wall. The same can be said for, for consistency and for habit change and, and routine building. Make sure that you're building those layers one by one by one by one. You can always add more. So focus on the few narrow that vision would be my advice for January for sure um I know that a lot of you will have health goals I know it's it's you know if you have put on a few pounds over the festive period if you haven't been exercising not moving your body as regularly it is absolutely normal and would be a, a typical part of uh, of a January I would expect for individuals to come to me with a health-based goal so I'm going to break it down into a few areas that I would suggest you look at if you do have a health-based goal and the first one my clients are going to roll their eyes, but the first one that I'm going to lead with is routine. And this is my go-to for a reason, uh, because I firmly believe that your successes will come as a result of having a really effective routine. It's inevitable. If you plan out your time well, if you stick to routine, if you are structured, if you have a framework and you follow through, this is key, if you execute, the positives will inevitably come as a byproduct of that. And I'll be very, very transparent. This has been my only focus of the first week back in the first week of January is nailing the routine. Simply nail the routine and the rest will follow. And I've given this my whole entire focus. Never felt more productive. I have energy is nice and high, feeling accomplished and fulfilled by the end of the day. Finishing on time at the end of the day is a is a really nice place to be in. Um, you know, life happens, things need to to adapt and change, and that will 
be inevitable as as the rest of the month goes on but I'll be very very honest that's how I've been spending my first week and really actually enjoying it enjoying knowing what day of the week it is and what time it is for a change and um, but make sure you have a routine and crucially be prepared to test it so you might map out something on paper I do an exercise called the design my day design your day with my clients and one of the caveats to that is make sure that what you map out on paper actually works in real life be prepared to test it and refine it and you know concentrate on the next step the routine is all about you know what you should be doing at a given time make sure that you have boundaries in place and make sure that you are adapting and learning until you refine it to find something that really really works for your lifestyle if you're a health goal in january i would put a lot of money on the fact that you are focusing a little bit more on your diet and following on actually nicely from the routine if you're building out a framework for your day one of the things that I'm sure you are factoring in, we should be factoring in sleep and when you're going to eat throughout the day. Uh, so it makes sense that your routine is going to feed very nicely into your nutrition, into the diet side of things. Bringing structure to your nutrition is a wonderful idea. Also simplifies it. If you have a framework, I'm going to eat X at Y time. It makes life so much easier for your decisions to make throughout the day. And this doesn't need to be complicated. Start with the obvious. Are you a breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks a day kind of person? Or do you typically skip breakfast and you tend to eat slightly later? Maybe you have lunch, dinner and a mid-afternoon snack. Maybe that's your pattern of eating. Maybe for you, you like three meals a day and something sweet after dinner. Whatever that is, that's a, a pattern of eating and that's an obvious place to start. And I would, as you know, unless you have a very good reason to uh, to, to avoid it, I would stick with uh, your preferred pattern of eating. If you like eating breakfast, do it. If you tend to have something after dinner, you have a bit of a, a sweet tooth and that's something that you enjoy doing, do it. Play to your strengths, know thyself, know what works for you and use that as a starting point. You can then start to build out, right, if that's how I enjoy eating, what would be the best food options or food groups for me to be consuming at those times? So for me, I prefer principles for meals rather than a meal plan per se necessarily. So a meal plan being incredibly prescriptive, eat, you know, you must eat oats in the morning with 50 grams of oats, 100 grams of fresh berries, uh, 10 grams of, of honey and a, a sprinkling of cinnamon. I prefer instead to say, okay, well, in the mornings, I'm going to have a, a carbohydrate and, and some fruit. Maybe I'm going to get a protein, a serving of protein in there as well and design my meals around those principles rather than a prescription. I find that's much more flexible, particularly for my working ladies. So for you, you might say at lunch, I'm not uh, I'm not overly militant about what I have, but I'm going to aim for a lunch of around about 500 calories. I'm going to make sure that I include a protein source, a grain, and at least three different salad or vegetable options. That would be a wonderful principle to follow. Um, so pr principles over prescriptions, I'm a massive, massive fan of. And when it comes to nutrition, you might be someone who tracks calories. That's absolutely fine. I know for a lot of people, it gives you, uh, it can get, offer real focus in terms of our intake and know that we're hitting our targets, which is a, a great incentive and great for accountability, particularly in January. But even if you are someone who tracks calories, 
have a structure in place. You should still have a series of principles because it will bulletproof you on the inevitable days that you can't always track. And again, if you're a busy professional, there are days when meetings run over or you simply forget or you're back to back on calls or one of the kids is sick or it, it could be anything. But there are going to be days where you can't track. And instead of throwing absolutely everything out the window, we can revert to these, these principles. I wouldn't cut down calories too drastically. I know this is really, really tempting to cut our calories super, super low in January. Being very, very honest, it doesn't give you it doesn't give you anywhere to go really from there. If you're starting your year on super, super, super low calories and you're exercising regularly and you're making a conscious effort to to move, it doesn't give you uh, really a lot of places to to turn. Start on a sensible calorie allowance. If you're not sure uh, what that looks like for you as an individual, that's something that we could definitely have a conversation about. All I really need to know is a little bit more about your lifestyle. So, and, uh, so, and some body stats are helpful as well, but I wouldn't cut your calories down too drastically. Don't uh, cut your protein down either. Make sure that you're eating uh, regular servings of protein throughout the day. For myself and my clients, I recommend for females a minimum of three to four servings of protein spread as evenly across the day as we possibly can. Not only is it going to keep you fuller for longer, that's not just an MS uh, slogan, it's a um, satiating quality of protein is one of the best things uh, about eating a protein uh, rich diet so making sure that you're eating enough protein throughout the day and making sure that you are eating enough I know with a particularly demanding schedule it can be difficult sometimes sometimes lazy ladies will say things to me like I forgot to eat or I was in meetings back to back and I just didn't get a chance to to have anything I get it it can be really really challenging but try not and go too too long throughout the day without consuming anything plays havoc with your blood glucose levels with your subsequent then your energy levels and your drive to eat later on in the day so try and keep everything as consistent as you can when it comes to nutrition in January, I know there are, you know, there are certain uh, trends, shall we say, or um, yeah, trends is probably a good word, uh, veganuary, so cutting down our meat consumption or animal produce. Um, yeah, absolutely, if that's something that you feel you want to do. I wouldn't, however, negate any of the principles that I've just discussed, so making sure that you're eating enough, making sure that you are getting enough protein in, even if that is through plant-based uh, alternatives. Um, also, sober, I was going to say sober, October, dry January is another one that we see a lot of at the start of the year. And if you're reducing alcohol this month, you know, uh, try it, see how you go, uh, see how you feel after a month of removing alcohol from your diet. Undoubtedly, your sleep will improve, uh, your energy levels are, are likely to increase as a, as a consequence, and your mood is likely to increase as well. So all, uh, all bonuses. Many of you all know by now, I'm not particularly dogmatic in in any of my views, I like to take a well-rounded uh, approach to most subject matters. I think there's a lot to be said about the, the nuance and it's everything is context dependent. But if someone did come to me and say they wanted to cut out alcohol for the month of January, 
know, if we look at it from a health perspective, and if you're interested in this, by the way, we did a really brilliant podcast with Annika Reese on the sober curious movement. Um, but all that is likely to happen should you remove alcohol from your diet for a month is your sleep is likely to improve, your subsequent energy levels are likely to be increased, and your mood's going to improve. Weight loss generally, depending on how much you tend to drink over over a week, it's going to help weight loss as well. Generally, from a caloric intake point of view, so um, you know, all all wins. And if that's something that you want to do for the month of January and potentially beyond, I would fully support that. I would think about in January removing foods that don't necessarily uh, serve or are in line with your goals. I know it feels sometimes very wasteful to get rid of food or to throw it away or to, to give it away even. But if you have food in your home, whether it's been left over for Christmas, whether it's in the freezer, whether your snack cupboard is chock-a-block at the moment, if you are not likely to uh, to be able to monitor the consumption of those foods or we're great at choosing foods that are in line with our emotions and our thoughts, not our goals. And if you are really serious about your goals, I would consider removing those those food groups. And I don't mean eat them all tonight so that you can start your diet tomorrow. I mean, have a think about, right, could I gift some of this or could I put it to, to good use? How could I use it in an alternative way? Could I um, separate up or portion up some of my confectionery so that I would be happy with um, with consuming a little bit of this instead of the whole share bag? But I would remove the foods that don't necessarily serve your goals uh, for the time being if you would like to make great progress for the next 30 days. And the last thing I'll mention is supplements, because I know particularly from a product point of view, there is a big push in January to sell products, health-based products. If you don't know what you're taking and why it will help you as an individual, I would question your supplement regimen. And for me, I always support a nutrition first approach. So we really want to make sure that we're getting as much from the diet as we possibly can and use supplements exactly as they are intended. They are there to supplement, supplementation to add in addition to what should already be in place. So that's something that I would ask. If you are taking something, know what you're taking, what it does or what the claims are and why that's specific to you as an individual. And the last thing that I mentioned from the point of, of diet, but also uh, weight, links to scale weight, don't panic if you've jumped on the scales in January and the numbers aren't exactly what you may have hoped for or they seem particularly high. If we've been eating food groups, particularly over the festive period, and, and think about the foods that we've been consuming, it's typically larger meals, it's typically foods that are denser in calories, probably higher in fat and sugar, lots of salt, we're eating differently, right? That tends to have a knock-on effect, things like water retention, things like uh, digestive patterns, so how you are, are digesting your food. Um, and that will tend to mean that we are holding a little bit more water and maybe our digestion's not quite as uh, as efficient as it normally is. So don't panic about your scale weight. If you've jumped on, you've, you know, first week of January, jumped on the scales to see where you're starting from and you think, oh my goodness, honestly, give it a couple of days. Generally, when you start regulating your intake, going back to foods that you know digest well for you, cutting out the processed foods and prioritizing whole foods, you'll tend to find that your scale weight drops pretty rapidly because of the, the water that we're typically holding. 
taking a starting scale weight is is a good thing to do um but definitely don't get upset about it and we're here to make changes right if dropping body fat dropping uh, scale weight is a goal of yours for this year then let's use that as motivation to uh, to make that change exercise i'm sure your trainers or your gym kit or your gym bag has has felt like it's been looming in the corner ready to go maybe uh you've felt uh maybe you took your tracker off over the over the festive period um but i know that exercise will be a hot topic and uh, something that a lot of us are uh, getting back into the swing of please pace yourself <laughs> i love seeing all of the uh, the runners that were out it was on the what was the first day that I got Tuesday the 2nd of uh, of January there are a lot of runners out and about of all shapes and sizes and um, of, of skill levels running at all different paces um, out very early doors on the on the 2nd of January was when I uh, uh, hit the road and um, it's fantastic to see but really pace yourself decide in advance what's realistic for you and design for that available time. So what I typically recommend is that my ladies look at a a typical week, look at their diary and start to carve out, right, what would be realistic for, for me? What could I stick to consistently? 20 minutes here, half an hour there. Maybe I could get a longer session in on a on a Friday. Maybe I could get up on a Saturday morning and get a, an hour gym session in, whatever that looks like. But look at your diary, look at the available time, and then we will design based on that time. Okay. I can design for anything. Give me 15 minutes a couple of times a week and I'll work with that. Um, but you need to know what is uh, consistent, what's um, uh, reliable for you too. So don't set yourself up for a fall from the get-go try and be as realistic as you can and don't go too crazy I'm not trying to put the brakes on you I'm not trying to um uh to dampen any spirits or demotivate you particularly if consistency has been your barrier previously think about spreading out the the training that you're doing the exercise that you're doing if you did three exercise sessions consistently between now and the end of February so I think although I think there's extra days in February this year isn't there is it a leap year year I think it is but let's call it three sessions uh uh a week for two months 24 sessions would you rather do that so be training every week consistently for two months rather than hammering the gym for 24 days in January and then doing nothing for you know the rest of February Who's winning there? Who's more consistent? So pace yourself and find a structure and a framework. Again, goes back to routine that's going to work for you. And what I would say to uh, ladies who are experienced gym goers and perhaps you had just a little bit of a pause around the festive period, you you were training right up until I saw some wonderful sessions logged in our clients apps on Christmas Eve, on Boxing Day. It was incredible. Um, But I would say if you are a more experienced exercise goer and you're kind of resetting back into the gym, you've maybe just missed a a week or two. uh, Don't worry if the first session or two doesn't feel great. If it feels a bit sticky, a bit heavy, if you're not getting quite the weights that you did um, before uh, pre-Christmas, 
it, it will come and and it's absolutely okay if we need to take a week or two just to get you back into into finding your feet into making everything feel good again um if you've been really really consistent up until this point the best thing about taking just a week or two off is that it comes back very 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 quickly you just need to give your body a chance to to get used to it and if we're doing other things like making sure that we are getting back into a sleep pattern and we are eating the the things that make us feel great that energy will come back as i say very very quickly Speaking of sleep, I'm going to uh, attack sleep and stress together. The new year, I really feel, is a wonderful opportunity for us to set some boundaries. Now, I know a lot of our ladies were changing roles in January, so taking on, on new positions. It would be a natural time of year to, to switch roles, whether you're staying within the same company, whether you're moving to completely uh, a new a new company. Um, it is like a natural time to be making that change. Even if you are not someone who's changed role, I do believe that this is a really fantastic time to be setting new boundaries for those around you. And by that, I mean being aware of your time, being aware of your availability, being aware of your working hours. I think sleep and stress are I think, the topics that were probably on the hot list of 2023. I think we're becoming more and more, thankfully, aware of how important sleep really is to everything. It's the backbone of, of everything that we do. It's, it's where our energy comes from. It's where we can refuel. It's how we can uh, really set ourselves up for a fantastic a day but also just for fantastic health sleep really is that the trunk of the of the tree that all the positive branches of health span off of and um, so if this is a, a new chance for you to set those boundaries make the most of it and specifically for sleep January does tend to be quieter with that uh, with social events and that can make sleeping a little bit easier you can prioritize uh, a couple of nights in we're consuming less alcohol. That's helpful too. We know that alcohol is a huge detrimental effect on, on sleep. And another thing, the darker mornings, it is going to get better. So particularly in the UK, you know, we're in January, but give it, give it time. As we, a few weeks on from now, our mornings will be lighter again and uh, and it will get easier to get up in the morning. So literally we are going into the, the spring months and it's going to get uh, much easier to create a wonderful sleep routine. So if you do have health goals, um, I hope that was helpful. Um, but if you are making any kind of goal in January, I really would encourage that you give this uh, a good deal of thought. And like I said, the narrative or the thought process that I'll be definitely applying to my year is the less is more mentality, the focus on the few. So how can we actually subtract and create impact rather than try and layer and layer and layer just more and more noise on ourselves? It's so overwhelming. It's so uncomfortable. And we end up not achieving anything. Um, but I think it's really important to be clear on why it is important to, to have goals. You know, without the clarity of goals, our vision is ultimately is blurry. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're trying to achieve. And that's where I think a lot of the anxiety comes from. Without that clarity, you know, things take more time. If we're not very, very clear on where we're going, we get distracted. We make poor decisions. We go off piste. We end up, you know, investing in things that aren't going to help us get there. It's super, super time consuming. Um, think about it. The analogy I like with this one is think about a bridge. And 
if you want to get from one destination to another, typically a bridge is a straight line. And the reason that your bridge from A to B is in that straight line is because it is the most effective, the most cost-effective, the most efficient way to get from one place to another. And if we can apply that same principle to our goals, I think we're in a really great position. It's trying to make these, these bridges towards the next milestone. And I've spoken about this on previous podcasts, but in architecture, we would often spend longer in that planning stage rather than the execution. I think this is something that a lot of us trip ourselves up with is that we don't actually give enough thought to where we're going. And I get the reason why, you know, it's scary. If you make a goal, if you say to yourself, right, I'm going to drop uh, I'm going to drop X number of kilos by Y time, or I'm going to uh, wear a bikini for my holiday in May, or I'm going to run a half marathon by June. You know, when we say these things, we then set ourselves up to fail. You know, but but nothing is achieved if we don't set goals. We're so intimidated by the failure that we prevent ourselves having those real sense of, uh, senses of accomplishment when we actually reach that goal that we've set. You know, this is what it's all about is really rising to the challenge. And yeah, the challenge is scary. You know, that old saying, if it's if the goal doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. You know, it's it should scare you and it should be big because if we want to make big moves, we need to set these big targets. And doubts along the way or hesitation or even you know going off track a little bit is is absolutely is absolutely inevitable it's it should be a, a daunting prospect and it might feel uncomfortable you might get a little bit of imposter syndrome but the other way that you can reframe that is just take that as a sign that it's working i love there's an Alex Hormozy uh, phrase that I, it's actually every time I open YouTube for a reason, that for some reason, this video pops up and it's literally, I can do it right now. When I open up YouTube on my laptop, this is the first thing that comes up. I wonder if you can hear it. It's a Chris Williamson, Alex Hormozy interview. This is what hard feels like. Mm -hmm. Take me through that right, low so point stuff. There's actually a story. Well, there you go. I might link that video below. But it's a nice reminder that, you know what? It, it should feel hard sometimes. And it's not always meant to be plain sailing, but that's what makes the accomplishment feel great when you get there. And another thing that I think holds us back is that thinking about the bigger picture can be hugely overwhelming. It can feel so overwhelming that it stops us starting. And... I'm trying out a bit of a thought experiment with this one that I think might be valuable and I'll, I'll share it with you. But instead of thinking about the, the journey as a, this massive, long, drawn out thing, why not just think about a series of steps and a series of decisions that get you to that goal? So not looking bigger picture, knowing which way the compass is facing and knowing that it's in the right direction, but just focusing on the next decision. Just make a great decision in the next decision. Just make a great series of decisions. The next workout, the next meal, what time to go to bed, how best to utilize your time with the time block, how to limit procrastination. Just a series of great decisions. If all you did was accumulate positive decision after positive decision after positive decision, that's you working towards your goal. And for me, that makes things a lot more tangible than trying to look at this huge, huge, huge 
journey. Maybe I'll ban that word on the on the podcast, but it's it's one we tend to use. Um, and success then turns into simply a series of decisions that take you towards that goal. So just concentrate on the next step. And the last one that I'm going to throw in here is that when it comes to goals, I find mantras, so little slogans or little sayings really help. Now, this may not be for you, but I find that this is something that I can default revert to. And you would need to find your own version of this that means something to you, that means so much to you that it causes you to take action. But for me, my mantra or my my little slogan, what would future you thank you for? Or what would future you be really happy that you did in the here and now? I find that a really simple but motivating. It, it makes me take action because I know how that feels to think, oh, do you know what? Hast me took care of this. Amazing. Right. Go her. Thank you so much. Right. Now I can carry on with my day or now I can, whatever it may be in whatever arena, but find whatever little mantra works for you. It could be, what would future you thank me for? What would the highest version of me be doing right now to get the result that I want? What would I be doing to reach my goal or take a step towards my goal? What could I be doing in the next hour? And you will find whatever personal mantra works for you. It might be, what would future you thank me for? It might be, what would the higher version of me be doing right now to have my result show up faster? It might be, what can I do in the next hour towards my goal or what is the next action I could take that would take me towards my goal or what does high performance me do when insert scenario meeting is cancelled it's too rainy to go outside and run I want to skip my workout or you might flip it around and I find this is also a useful one if I were my own coach what would I advise I do? Or a version of this is speaking to a younger you. Depending on what your relationship with yourself is like and what you find most motivating, find a little mantra that you can come back to. And maybe that's how you start your day. And I know a lot of people will be journaling and we've got January is definitely new stationary month, isn't it? Getting new uh, planners and all these things. It might be something that you start your day with is uh, is a little mantra so you can drill that into your, your thought pattern. And um, nearly, I think I've spoken more than enough about January, uh, but very, very quickly, some top tips that I would recommend if you can just focus and hone in and take these top tips away. Think about what would make the biggest difference to you. So when you are making a goal, think about what's actually going to positively impact you the most. So think about that. Then be selective about how you're going to get there. Three, make a plan and then four, track the progress. So an example of this might be maybe the thing that would make the biggest difference to you in your life in January and beyond would be to address struggles around emotional eating. So that's what made the biggest difference. You are be specific, selective about how you'd want to address that. So that might for you look like stop snacking mindlessly in front of the television after dinner. And your plan for that is you might start to plan and structure food throughout the day so that you're eating nice and regularly, you're including protein and you feel both physically and psychologically satisfied. You might also remove the snacking options in your home, that's a plan. And then you would track how you're getting on. So you might track calories, you might do a photo food diary, you might uh, tick off 
on a, a big piece of paper uh, that you stopped eating for the last time at your evening meal. That was when you drew the line under eating for the day. However you approach that. For you, the biggest difference might uh, to your health might be that you really want to improve your overall fitness. So you want to improve that, a performance-based goal. So that's the thing that would make the biggest difference. You're going to be really, really selective about how you do that. You'd like to be improve both your overall strength and your cardio. So what we kind of call conventional fitness, what we refer to, what we mean by that. And you make a plan. So you've selected three times per week when you know you can carve out 30 minutes. You then make a plan for those 30 minute sessions that requires very minimal equipment and you can do it in a garage space in your in your home if it's raining or out in the the garden if it's sunny so there's very little that can stop you actually executing that's what a really good plan should have is is it has a, a considered approach should barriers be put in your, in your way and then track your progress you might track progress on a calendar you might log your sessions or perhaps you have an accountability partner that can be really great for exercise as well so um think about what would make the biggest difference to you the biggest impact what would have the most positive impact to your life be selective about how you are going to approach that it's going to get your focus focus on the few for january um make a plan a bulletproof plan, ideally, and track your progress so you can get those wonderful feelings of accomplishment, right? I think that's more than enough from me. If this has sparked you to make a change and you want to have a place to start and you want to have that motivation, that structure and a conversation with me to help you get going, join us for 14 days on the Lifestyle Project. I will link the show notes below. There's also, there's an FAQ section. So if you've got some questions on the Lifestyle Project, you want to make sure it's a good fit for you. You can find out a little bit more on the website. If you scroll down, there's an FAQ section as well as some of our client experiences. So individuals who have been through the Lifestyle Project and have enjoyed the process, you can read about their experiences and perhaps they are in similar situations to you and can show you how they made changes to their life. If you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast and you would like to receive updates on Health Hacks every single Tuesday, please feel free to like, follow or subscribe. I think those are the options on your podcast platform of choice and we will arrive magically in your podcast inbox every single week and you can keep up to date there and as ever thank you for natural cycles for supporting the podcast you can get 20% off your natural cycles subscription as well as a free thermometer with the link in the show notes below as ever to you the listener thank you so much for tuning into this episode we are on a mission this year to continue to bring you really high value content that is going to be informative and interesting and entertaining so that you are not only expanding your knowledge of health and well-being but above all offering practical and tangible tips and name of the podcast hacks that you can apply to your life straight away that is the whole 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 point and the mission of health hacks so um i will do everything that i can to continue to bring you that content over the next year thank you so much i hope you have a an enjoyable start to january i know it's miserable i know it's raining i know the mornings are dark but we've got this. We're going to have an amazing uh, start to the month. We're going to set the tone for the year. And I firmly, firmly believe that you can achieve fantastic things this year. So put your best foot forward 
and enjoy this amazing opportunity that we have to make positive changes to our health and well-being this year. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week on the Health Hacks 